You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. We're back. Another episode of Hashtag Same Sort of Podcast coming at you. I feel like every time, like every time we, between episodes, between like an old episode and a new episode that we post, that there's like something else that's fucked that's done going along with the world, bro. Like, mm. since a lot. Right? Since our last episode we posted last week till this week, another mass shooting, 4th of July. Oh, like, man. I, I, you could say that since this summer, and I know I'm starting off the podcast on a really fucking some, like, somber <laughs> note, just, just completely letting all the air out of the room. But, like, since the summer, bro, like, since, like, June-ish, every time we've done a podcast, it's been something. Like, it's been some mass shooting, America going back 45 years, women's rights getting uh, something, bro. I'm just like, fuck. Like, what? What's going on, man? Hey, hey, but on a side note, gas prices are starting to tiptoe down a little bit, though, boy. Not, not maybe where you is, nigga, because I don't care. Shit. Still got me in a straight hole, bro. My little go-to spot was like four, four twenty. I was like, "Ooh, all right." I what did I? So I put gas in in my girl's car this afternoon. I think it was. I'd have to look. It was like five eighty-five, which mm. it's it, it's going down, but it's still like, oh, <laughs> uh. but yes, gas gas going down. Um. So I should have probably led with this. And a, a tweet of mine that went viral last weekend uh, was in Vegas with the family, went to Vegas for WWE Money in the Bank. Um, 
of course, my, my daughter gets COVID um, from being either at the wrestling event or at Vegas. When I got COVID last month in June, <laughs> me and my girl, we both got COVID last month. It was from a wrestling event we went to, so maybe we got to hold off and go to wrestling events for a while. Um, but before this, it was Friday. Girl, my girl was working. My daughter really wanted to go to the Hello Kitty Cafe in Vegas. And so, you know, we took a took a lift, took, took an Uber, walked there. She stood in line. And th- this is something about having teen, a kid that's 12 going on 13, but like really they're like almost 19 of how grown they think they are. So like she had decided in her mind that whatever she wanted at the Hello Kitty cafe, little pop-up shop that like I was going to buy it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And that was not my intention. Like I have, she has her own little first bank account. Like, so she has her debit card that only I can put money in her account with her allowances or whatever. So I was like, you want your little Hello Kitty pillow? You buy it with your, with your money. So she uh-huh. got, she, she got to the front and she realized, she realized that I wasn't paying. And she was like, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I want it. And then I felt bad. I was like, ah, fuck. So then I, I ended up getting oh. it for her. I ended up getting it for her. We, we go back to the hotel. She's happy to get her Hello, Pilly, or Hello Kitty pillow in an elevator. We're staying at the Conrad in Vegas, right? I, I can say this now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said it then because I don't want to fuck up where he was. Stay at the Conrad, very overrated hotel. So anyone who's listening to this podcast thinks about making going to Vegas and making you know hotels, don't stay at the Conrad. For what you get, it's way too overpriced. So me and my daughter's on in the elevator, and then before we get it, before we before it goes up, two large like individuals. We're about to go in the elevator, but one of them can't get on. So only one of the guys got on, and then this other guy got on. And so I'm just chilling in my head. And like, so it's me, my daughter, this tall dude, and this other random dude. And I'm looking at the tall guy. And like it, I don't know what, but it finally fucking dawns on me. I was like, that motherfucker looks like Joe Burrow. Like, that, 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 that. so out loud, I go. Joe Burrow, <laughs> you know, <he> just, <laughs> just looked at him like Joe Burrow, and he was like, "What's up, man?" <laughs> <laughs> and the the giveaway, the giveaway besides his like him looking obviously because it was him was that he had like the black and gray uh, Louis Vuitton travel duffel bag, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> bitch, bitch was clean, bro. Clean, fresh, just milk. You hear me? Just milk. <laughs> and so the guy, the other random guy in the hotel, this motherfucker's flipping out. No way! What? I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> fucking embarrassing niggas right now. And then, like, as soon as like he, so we were on the thirty third floor. The guy, the random guy, gets off, and he like even as the elevator door is closing, he's like. Yo, you couldn't believe who I just... I was like, oh, this is why I couldn't be famous, bro. Like, god damn. Like, I played it cool as a cool fucking cucumber, but I did the thing that I typically don't do when it comes to celebrities, because one, who the fuck else I'm going to be in the elevator with Joe Burrow, bro? Like, what, mm-hmm. is, what is that going to happen ever again in my life? So, I was like, you know what? Let me ask for his picture, 
But I don't want to ask for me to be in a picture with him because I feel like that's kind of weird, right? So, and then plus I was like, let me ask, you know, let me ask him to take a picture of my daughter being it. Because you got to be like a real asshole to like say no to a picture with a kid in it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete professional, nice dude. All he said was, you know, let's just try to make it quick because his, they, he was on the 32nd floor. We were on the 33rd floor. My daughter has no fucking clue how who Joe Burrow is, bro. No clue. <laughs> so if you look at the picture, like to her, she's like looking at me like, why is my dad wanting me to sex next to this tall white man who I don't know who, like stranger date, like she, like you can just see her in her. Yeah, she's like, her, uh, uh, who is this? Um, but Joe Burrow's complete, you know, just gentleman, professional. Um, the tweet went viral. So obviously I don't, you know, next time, you know, maybe like, hey, you no, know, got my laptop in the room, wanna come record an episode real quick, but <laughs> didn't want to be rude or that or that person. And as the tweets going viral, like one of the most annoying things about that fucking tweet that went viral, and I just finally muted, muted the the notification in the conversation. Like people were people were questioning it was fucking Joe Burrow. Like I'm like <laughs> Joe Burrow, like I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know the fuck tell you. Like this man literally has an LSU wrist uh, fucking wristband on his arm, like or on his wrist, like it's him. And then like the night of the fight, the UFC fight on Saturday, he he was like first, like first, like sitting ringside or whatever at the uh-huh. octagon. And I was like, oh, like oh, now y'all wouldn't believe me. Like this man's been in Vegas like the whole fucking weekend, <laughs> but <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, gave him, you know, gave him a, you know, fist bump and said, you know, gave him a fist bump and said, good luck on re- regular season. And it, it's just funny how life works, right? We, you and I aren't LSU fans. We're not college football fans. Um, but I know what Joe Burrow means to Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Gulf Coast, like the Gulf region, New Orleans. Like he's a living legend in that area and so for me i'm like i cover fucking i have a we have a saints podcast i can't not not ask joe burrow for a fucking picture that would have been criminal um i mean his biggest fan base outside of uh you know ohio is in louisiana you know what i'm saying so, without question without question, question no doubt but wanted to tell my joe burrow story on the podcast um so cool just just a surreal thing one of those very like such a Vegas thing, just such yeah. a fucking Vegas thing, and right. I it real I it dawned on me that the other person that was going who was going to get on the elevator with him that didn't was e- either Jesse Bates or uh, the former Cowboys cornerback that the Bouzier one of the two mm. one of them, um, but that was fun. My, my daughter became a meme for, like, a second time. Um, <laughs> but now that my daughter, you know, tested positive for COVID yesterday, I was just thinking, like, could you imagine if this would have been, like, in 21 season before, like, the rules got changed, bruh? And, like, and, like my daughter had COVID. <laughs> and, like, and, like, Joe Burrow did an elevator return. <laughs> like, he got COVID had to miss, like, two fucking yeah, games <laughs> James gave Joe Burrow COVID, man. No, no magical season. 
Imagine it, bro. <laughs> but anyway, um, this episode, we're, we're going to get into training camps around the corner. Training camp starts, I think the rookies report uh, 16th or the 19th. We got the email. I don't know if the day I'm talking about Rookies report, and then a couple of days after the rookies, the veterans report. The crazy thing is I realized that when training camp, like, gets up and going, I'm going to be in Hawaii. And I and I was calculating it yesterday. Do you realize there's, like, a seven-hour time difference from where you live in Hawaii, bro? Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but we wanted to do a pre-training camp 53-man roster prediction. Um, and then once training camp gets underway – Maybe kind of mid training camp or three fourths training camp, we'll we'll do another fifty three man roster prediction. Um, just just for our thoughts of how we see the roster is going to play out. And I did that activity earlier. It was, it was interesting going mm-hmm. through. I'll I'll say that it was it was interesting. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to we wanted to talk about at the podcast like where we're going and you know what we want to accomplish so um if for anyone who has you know a business and it could be in california it can be in louisiana the, the gulf uh the gulf area and if you're interested in wanting our podcast the hashtag same sort of podcast to sponsor your business or you like it like an ad read during our podcast, please reach out to us. It's something that we really are looking to, to dip our toe in, one of Ryan's favorite gifts. Um, so, you can, so you can reach out to us at, um, at saintstwitterpod at gmail.com is the best way to get um, in contact with us. Um, and then from there, we'll give you like our media, our media kit guide. We'll give you like the, the pricing and all that, but it is something that we really want to, to dive into. And obviously we, we want it to be mutually beneficial for, for both, right? We want it to be beneficial to the podcast. And we want, if we're doing an ad for you or we're sponsoring your business, we want our listeners, if they're in that area to take action and seek out the, your services. So, it, so it's both um, beneficial to, to both parties. Yeah. No, man. And you know, just holler at us. You know, like we're we're open to any kind of business. And you know, I I will say this. You know, if it's something that's if 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 I feel any kind of sketchiness about it, you know, me or Adam, you know, we won't do it. But um, so just get at us. We'll do our due diligence. And uh, because you got to understand the thing about podcast advertising, it's different from radio. You know what I'm saying? Like podcasts, <clears throat> there's a little more personalization to it. Um, so if it's something we believe in, we'll definitely push it. Um, and it, it, it'll make a big difference for your business. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think about it, you know, while while we might not be having, you know, millions of listeners, we got a nice number. We get, you know, a couple thousand listeners per episode. Uh, we're doing well. We're growing. And, you know, you'll be reaching a, a very passionate, diverse fan base. You know, it's what I love about our fan base. It's very diverse. And I don't mean just the race 
or sex or whatever. I just mean just like different types of people, man. We got business people, we got professionals, you know, art, construction workers, blue collar, everything, man. Like a lot of different type of people listen to our shit. So, um, so we'd love to have you. Just give us, you know, just give us a hello on uh, our Gmail, and uh, we'll see what we can do with you. Yeah, it's something that we're really, really passionate to to get started and get off the ground. Um, so if you're interested, hit us up on Gmail and we'll go from there. Before we talk about 53-man roster stuff, let's start with this big news, quote-unquote big news that happened in the NFC South. With the Carolina Panthers trading for, for Baker Mayfield yesterday for a fifth-round pick. Uh I guess Baker cut his cut like three million or three or four million off his off his yeah. eighteen million, and that he can make back up in incentives. He go, he goes into Carolina as the guy and going to be the starter for for the season. But before we before we talk about Baker Mayfield and like what that means for the Panthers and like what that means for the NFC South and if we see them as contenders now, blah blah. Let's let's just. Just, just wind this shit back a little bit, bro. And I, I, I want to do this for pe- for people to understand how fucking hard it is to find a quarterback in the NFL. Man. So since Carolina took Cam number one overall, he was their quarterback. He was a franchise quarterback for a very good period of time of his career. They moved on from him. Since they moved on from him, this team has tried to take so many dark throws at the quarterback day, trade for Sam Darnold. And don't get me wrong, like they, they have done some dumb shit, right? Like, I don't fault them for, t- for trading for Sam Darnold. Like, I, I understood it in the time. But trading for Sam Darnold and then immediately picking up his fifth-year option, mm-hmm. that's dumb shit. Um, and we saw Sam Darnold at this point in the NFL – he is who he is. Like uh-huh. he's a, I won't even. Like, he's a borderline NFL starting quarterback. Probably board, better suited for a backup quarterback uh-huh. role, which is wild with this pedigree uh-huh. he had coming out. Um, in the draft, they they in the third round they traded like a fifth round pick to move up in the third round to draft Matt Matt Coryell. Um, and then now they traded for Baker Mayfield, who. His warts aside, he's had he's shown he's shown glimpses. So they have now they have invested a like a and they traded like what like a third and a fourth for Sam Donner or something like that. It was like it yeah. was like good draft compensation mm-hmm. to get Sam Donald. They used a third on on Matt Coryell. They they traded a fifth for Baker Mayfield. It's hard to find a quarterback, man. It's hard, man. So hard. Like, look no further than... And so, and I say this, and I'm not... And this is not me saying, like, I'm I'm wishing Jameis to do poorly or whatever, but if he doesn't have a good season, like, I, it just goes to show, like, how difficult it is to get the next... to get the next guy. And so hard. Team, like... That's why, like, fans of the Colts and fans of the Packers, y'all can y'all can miss me forever. Just shut up. 
you you go from two, you go from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another Hall of Fame quarterback, and I get it. Maybe you didn't, you don't win as many Super Bowls as you you feel like you should. But if you go from Favre to Rodgers, you go from Manning to Luck, even though Luck wasn't for super long, you can't complain about shit. I'm sorry, you can't. <laughs> as a football fan, I'm taking your card. You can't complain about. We can think. Even think about the Patriots, bro. And this, um, this is another little segment I want to talk about. And think about the Patriots. They went from Tom Brady to Mac Jones. Now, no one's saying Mac Jones is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he could be a top fifteen quarterback for ten years. Like, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, they didn't go from like Tom Brady to just a carousel of losers. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Like, nope. the guy, the guy is in place. Um, but when you heard about the the Baker Mayfield news and all that. What were your what were your thoughts and what are your thoughts about the Panthers overall now with Baker being their starting quarterback? I mean, my first thought was like, oh, he's an upgrade. Like he he makes them a competitive team. I don't think I still don't think they're like a really good team, but I think they're a competitive team now with Baker Mayfield. He's a good quarterback, man. Like, no, he's not a great quarterback. He has problems. You know, we talked about him. He has problems like off the field, you know, not so much as like criminal, but just like people just don't like him. Um, but overall, like, you know, you just look at his his numbers and production, you know, it's a good quarterback. Like, it's not even a competition between him and Sam Darnold. <laughs> like, he has, you know, like, Baker Mayfield has almost like 100 touchdowns. Sam Darnold has like about 50-something, you know. He got about the same interceptions. It's just, it's just night and day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like Baker Mayfield is a much better quarterback than Sam Donald, which is just crazy, you know, considering, you know, when they came out of college, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, they're going to make it out of competition. And I understand that they should make it a competition, but I think it's, it's Baker's job to lose. And I think he'll, he'll make the offense better. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to make it. He's gonna make it much more of a uh, explosive offense. Uh, he's gonna give him some good play, like because look, he had a, a really good rookie year, really good, like one of the best rookie quarterback seasons you can have. And it was for the Browns, like like you gotta add that caveat, just like with Drew Brees and the Saints. It's like it was with the Browns. They went from one of the worst franchises in two decades to you know a good and playoff team with him at the quarterback helm and he you know he kind of fell off and had like a injured year um you know he kind of you know did work out with some of you know with Odell, Odell Beckham and stuff like that but at the end of the day he's still a um you know a good serviceable quarterback um that you know that can help you win games so I think I don't think it's good for us in the, for the Saints in the NFC South because it makes them more competitive and what we already split with Carolina last year, you know, and that was with Sam Donald. So, you know, I don't think it's a good thing that he's coming to Carolina, but it, it makes them a little more formidable. Um, so they're going to have to, you know, I know, I, I mean, you, I watch the tweets and they're like, oh, he's a bum. It's like, come on now. Like, you know, like, no, I, I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan, but he's a, he's an upgrade. Like, it's, it's just, it's simply and easy to say. Yes. He's an upgrade. What? If you're a Panthers fan, and I mean, obviously it's the Saints podcast, so not probably not many of those listening to us. But if you're a Panthers fan, 
I would say what would scare me tremendously is that for the last couple of years, you've had one of like the worst offensive lines like in football. And granted, you drafted, you know, you drafted an offensive lineman in the, in the first in the top ten this draft. You think that guy is going to be the guy that's going to help your offensive line, but there's still like a lot of fucking holes. And if there's one thing that Baker can't stand, like any quarterback, but like especially Baker because of like no, his, his height and his he's short, yeah. he's short. Like he pressure will make him crumble so quickly, and so he's coming to like he like he's coming to like a division that he has some good he has good talent on the defensive line for the teams that he's going to face, and so if that offensive line doesn't hold up, well, not the Falcons, but if that offensive line doesn't hold up, man, like. I'm just saying, and then he thrives off the running game being successful. Like, yeah, thrives off of it, and you know, can very good with play action when the running game is going well. And if Chris McCaffrey has another like Chris McCaffrey year where when he he get dinged up and he hurt another, you know, three, four, five, six weeks in season. I mean, is C Mac healthy? I don't remember seeing anything from training camp. Like, is he back? Allegedly. <laughs> Will he ever? Because if, if if he's back, it's I mean, it's a problem. Like you, yes, he's a yes. problem though. Yes, but he got to be back. He got to be back. And then if he is, and then if he is back, like he got to be back, and he got to stay back. Like he, you know, what I'm saying, like you can't be back for like a game or two and be like, ah. Right. So that's just it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how that all plays out. Um, there's still still no news in regards to um, the whole Deshaun Watson suspension thing, and I'm just like, when when is when is, like they had the the settlement hearings or what the fuck ever. Or, I don't, I don't even know where all that's at. I'm just like, why is like, even if the suspension suspension gets appealed, I I don't understand why the NFL hasn't announced any type of suspension yet. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it's coming, it's coming, but it's just it's just one of it's like a black hole, man. You just don't know when. Um, you know, apparently there's a lot of arbitration going on. It's coming though. I, I just, I just feel it coming at some point. It's gonna be like on a Friday. Oh, like a it might Friday, come tomorrow, to, bro. Yeah, it like it's gonna be. It literally might come tomorrow, man. This is gonna be interesting. Um, really quick, back to the Baker thing. So when the Baker trade happened, I think it was Wednesday. I think it was yesterday. I don't know. All my days put together at this point. Um, our dude in our Discord bio, Bayou uh, Punisher, was like. Oh, got 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 to post, got to post the Baker gift, Adam. Got to post it. <laughs> you know, dancing, bro. I'm doing it right now. You can't see it, but I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know whose idea it was. Oh, I think it may have been um, our new Bane Beats. <laughs> he said, or Mark. He said <laughs> at, the, at the at the meetup for the Raiders game. We should we should have a competition. <laughs> Y'all gotta get me drunk into this. Shit. 
It, well, it, you ain't gotta get me drunk, man. It, it's better entertainment, much better entertainment <laughs> if I am drunk, um, and then I do it. <laughs> but I'm down. I'm down to do it. So if you're a Patreon and if you're coming to the the VIP Patreon get together um, in. October before the Raiders game. So either Friday or Saturday, more likely we're trending towards Saturday. Um, so that's like the 29th of October, I believe. I was top of my head. If you're coming, if you're coming to that get together, saying it right now, there will be a Baker Mayfield dance off to see <laughs> who can, who can <laughs> fucking go to the, the soul train line. <laughs> Get the get the music going, but the music it got it got to be the 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 fucked up clown music, bro. <laughs> uh, gotta be the fucked up clown music. Um, trying to think, <laughs> there's anything else like just happening, like it. NFL couple weeks. <laughs> nothing, man. I ain't, I ain't nobody getting arrested. Nothing like that. <laughs> I will say though, I, I blocked this. I blocked this dude, Cody Benjamin, CBS. He put like, and I didn't even read it. I just, I just saw someone talk about it on my timeline. He put out like a a list of ranking like the teams with the most talent in the NFL, and he had the Jets rated over the Saints. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Like, let me go ahead and block this fucking gentleman. Like, if, if you and this is not that's not even a homer stance, but if you truly believe that, I don't have anything in life to discuss. With you. Man, you I, don't... I was about to block Michael Lombardi today, man. Because latest podcast. Oh, I haven't listened to it. And he was doing the top 10 cornerbacks. And they're talking about it, like, and he was talking about like the people that didn't make the list. I'm like, okay, Marshawn didn't make the list, make the people didn't make the list. Okay. So then the top 10 is supposed to be like the blue chip, you know, the blue chip players. And he's talking and talking. No mention of Marshawn Law anymore. I'm like, what the? F-? He's missing everybody. You know, I mean, freaking uh, Humphreys and everybody. I'm like, where's Marshawn Lattimore? But then at the end, they start talking about Marshawn Lattimore. We had him right behind Ramsey too. I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Because I was just about to block him, bro. Because you know, like Lombardi, you had the Wesley Snipes gift, bro. Like he, just... but and then like anytime he analyzes things, he talks about the secondary. He was like, you know, they got secondary problems. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> that's the strength of the defense. Like, what are you talking about? Like, is it, I know that we have like it's like what are you talking about, bro? But yeah, you talked about uh, Marshawn Lattimore and um, and Chauncey Garner Johnson because he. He included nickelbacks in the in his ah, rankings. Gotcha, gotcha. Um so but yeah. But that was just something that was on my mind. I was just like, man, look, like if you if you don't if you don't have Marshawn Lattimore in a top as a top ten corner, I just I just feel like you don't know football. Like Period. I just Period, I just man. feel like you don't know football, bro. Like seriously, like you don't watch football, you know. And so if you're gonna make a list of top ten cornerbacks. First of all, you need to be watching football to make that list. Like, I'm not gonna make a top ten list of cornerbacks because I'm not about to sit down and watch the all twenty two, <laughs> thirty two cornerbacks. Not I mean, gonna do it, bro. Thirty two. I'm, I'm not gonna do it, so I'm not gonna make that list. But I know for a fact, Marshawn Lattimore has to be on that list. I know top, that. Top, top five, top three, and, and it's mm-hmm. not, 
is not even really close. Which especially is, after last year, because woo. he had his little lumps and this and that, you know, prior to that. But last year, he came to work, baby. He was like, he "I'm did. working." He did. He had some, I, bruh, like what? I know people love the play he made against Devontae Adams as a rookie against Green Bay. But one of Marshawn's best plays as a pro is when he came back in the game after getting his thumb wrapped up. Mm. It was in the Green Bay game. And he was matched up against Devontae Adams one-on-one. Like, there was no safety help. It was just him. And he broke on that ball with that cast on because of of PBU, bruh. And he got, bruh. Against against arguably the best wide receiver in football, against yeah. a, getting a, a pass thrown from arguably the best quarterback or top three quarterback in football, bro. Like he was he he showed his ass out. Speak when we could talk about Terry McC- uh, Terry McLaurin getting yeah. a three year contract extension, bro. Terry McLaurin him a, on a milk carton that game, bro. Let him walk in and shut him down. Yeah, I so mean, if you are in, like, if you are a like really like a like a football nerd, go and watch that game. Watch my strong let him go. It was it was just is beautiful. It's a beautiful, just beautiful. And I and, and I know scary Terry don't 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 have good quarterback play. I, I get that, but yeah, even you know that. But even like some of those passes on target, he had he, nothing. Couldn't do it, bro. Couldn't do it. Um. So, speaking of Saints top five, let's get into this 53-man roster prediction. So, I actually did this earlier, um, like right before I had to leave somewhere for for work, and I just – I really thought about it. I was going through the roster. I had them all, like, listed out in terms of who I really thought was going to make the team and not make the team. Um, So, let's – we can say safe. We can say that there wasn't a whole lot of difference in our list. Like we were pretty, pretty lockstep, and we didn't we didn't converse with com- converse with each other before we did, did the listening thing. We just did it. So I'll start with quarter. We're gonna start with quarterbacks. I think the biggest. I wouldn't even say a surprise, but. It was very interesting to me, to me that we both left Ian Book off the 53-man roster for that number yeah. three quarterback spot. Yeah, I, I think he's going to practice quiet. I, th- I think he is, man. Because I think, and this is kind of like giving a little spoiler for, for my 53, but the way I think it breaks down to is if you have someone like Ian Book who's going to be a number three quarterback, and you have someone who, you know, maybe is like a luxury player. And, I, and a perfect example when I was doing this roster was like Bradley Roby to me. Like, there's a situation where if Alante Taylor looks amazing, Bradley Roby may look like he's just great depth. And like, like, do we really need him? Like, maybe we could trade for him. But if you're if you're a coaching staff, especially like I see it from like Dennis Allen's mind frame like oh i can i can have this number three quarterback or i can keep bradley roby on the team and if there's an injury like he can play snaps and maybe you know the secondary can still be like a strength and not be a, a big dramatic fall off 
Like to me, that that's why a player like Bradley Roby would make a team over someone like Ian Buck. Mm-hmm. I agree, and you know, we look at the quarterback position. Let's see, Jameis gets injured. You got Andy Dalton. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I know they pretty much moved on from Taysom as a quarterback, but you know. He's better than Ian Book. Like, that's not debatable. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I think many did a week. So I think they quickly move him back to quarterback if it came down to it. If, you know, if Armour didn't happen and Jameis got hurt, then Andy Dalton got hurt, which could happen. <laughs> you know, happened last year, bro. It happened last I mean, look, I mean, Dallas Cowboys, I think, you know, Dak got hurt and I think Andy yep. Dalton got hurt for a little bit. Yep. So it can happen. So, um, I would rather see that because you, you just can't throw Ian Book back out there. Bro. You just can't. can't do it, man. And, you know, maybe he can fool me. Like, maybe he comes into camp. The problem is, and this is, you know, a problem we can't control. Even NFL coaches can't control. You just get very limited snaps in training camp, man. You just don't get – you're not able to develop these quarterbacks. Sean Payton used to complain about it a lot. Like, you get – like at this point now, you get eight padded practices in training camp. Eight. That's that's you wild. can't you can't develop a quarterback. Like you just can't. You can't develop. It's hard to develop you. I'm mean, not just quarterback, but just his team in general. So you know, like I feel bad for guys like Ian Book because I mean they just riding the pine, bro. Like they got to take mental reps. They got to make the they got to make the best of what they can do come in, you know, for, you know, do some practice choir things, scout team and all that. They just got to make the best of it, bro, because you're not getting developed. You're not going to be sitting there throwing to anybody good. You're going to be sitting there throwing to the bottom of the roster and, you know, out there after practice trying to make it work, you know. So um, so that's just where it's at. Yeah, man, it's it, it sucks um, for – like a player like like Ian Book, um, and who knows, man? Like it's like you said, like maybe in some alternate universe, Ian Book maybe hashtag good, but I don't know if he, he's not going to get it off. What you do? You remember like the scuttlebutt about Ian Book during like training camp last year, and like yeah, there were like whispers that like, teams wanted to trade for Ian Book. Yeah, like who is who? I mean, Baker Mayfield just basically had to beg. It's like, who, 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 who? Um, so let's go to running back. And I, I, I'm going to preface this by saying this. I think this is the position group that has the potential most that even though we're talking about it right now, and these these are the people, the players we have on it, and I yeah. think even middle of training camp, whoever's on it at that point, um, I think it just has the position, the potential to to have the most change in it between now yeah. and the regular season. But Agreed. The ones we both went with was AK Mark Ingram, um, Aubrey Smith, and Dwayne Washington, mostly for uh, special team purposes. Um, we both left. Your favorite Tony Jones Jr. <laughs> off, off the rock. Don't want it. Don't want it. <laughs> Love him off. Um, but yeah, I, I just think and we've talked about it on, on 
prior episodes. There, there's no free agent running backs right now that's that's worth a damn, or else they probably would have signed one. Um, so if there's a running back that gets cut, like a vet running back that gets cut, or I could, it doesn't have to be like a vet, like an old running back. Like if there's a team that maybe they invested a third or fourth round pick in a running back in the draft a year or two, three years ago, and it just had to work out for them, and like the Saints had a good grade on them as a prospect, like I could easily see them like claiming a running back like that and trying to see Easy. if they can can make it work with someone like that. Easy. Um but I'm just looking at that running back death chart, bro. <laughs> I, one of the things I hope to see the most and I, it's kind of hard to tell with with training camp. But can, can I just I just want to every every day I just want to see read something that Auburn Smith is doing something good, bro. Every day. Yeah, oh, Auburn Smith just just broke off another twenty yard gain. Like, please, please. Like, if he could be, you know, eighty percent Chris Ivory, it's like okay, we got something. Um, I don't think that's asking a lot. Right? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't Chris think I- so. Chris Ivory, <laughs> Chris Ivory showed his ass that preseason boy. Showed his ass, bro. Like, who is that? Who is this guy? He was running. Oh, my goodness. I remember some of those runs in the preseason, bro. He was just like, God damn. (laughs) Um, We both interesting put Adam Prentice at fullback on the team. And this is one where I wasn't sure about because the fullback has always been a Sean Payton thing. Yeah, Um, it's, it's interesting. So we might not even carry a fullback. I don't know. Might not, might not carry a single one. Um, and now that Pete Carmichael's calling plays, he may not, he may not have this love affair for, for fullbacks that Sean Payton did, or maybe he feels that he can maybe, you know, granted, let's say Taysom Hill is healthy, have like Taysom Hill be like in a uh-huh. H back type of role, whatever. So Adam Princess may not even make the team. I added him for the time being. He's easily someone that might not be on the actual 53-man roster. But I did want to talk about, like, oh, last couple of weeks, bro, there's been, like, this, this, this Pete Carmichael just love affair. That's, that's really? I mean, just, like, you know, he's, like, he's this mad genius. He's the one with all the plays and there's been like articles read about him, and I'm like, listen, I wanted to work with Pete, bro. I want Pete Carmichael to show his ass out, and maybe he, like, maybe Pete Carmichael have a season where it's like, dang, that's what's been in the wings. Like, this is what we've been missing all this time. So you, so you feel like somebody putting that out there, like, just trying to like PR him up, like just PR him up, like, yes, man. I don't know where, like, probably like, like Pete coming up with them wrinkles. You heard me? Pete had them wrinkles. It's like okay, cool. <laughs> so if that if if that's the case, like I still can't look away from the fact that this man wanted to have a little siesta this season and just <laughs> take a nap, bro. <laughs> like just just think about. Not he wanted something. that. He wanted that Bruce Arians job, man. Bro, like, I'm telling you, know, you. Like, give me a little consultant, man. Like, oh. <laughs> and think about this. This is not. It didn't even have to be. Something as like stressful or as exhaustive of, of being an offensive coordinator for a football team is, but anyone who 
did not want to do something, if you're per- myself, you, anyone, listen to this podcast, if you adamantly did not want to do something, had the intentions not to do something, and you get talked into doing it, do you really put your, like, your, your 100% <laughs> you really? I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it could go different ways. It could, or, man. And I, I know I feel like I'm being really hard, yeah. hard on it it can go, go ahead, different ways. It can it go could. different ways. Like he could be thrust in a position where, you know, if especially if he has success early, it can, you know, it could reinvigorate him, man. Like it can invigorate him, like, okay, I, I can do this. I know I've been in that position before. Just nothing to do with football, but you know, just personally, professionally. I was like, okay, I got this. You know, I know I know what I'm doing. And it kind of reinvigorates you, or he he could be it could be a massive disaster early. He's like, I don't know why I did this. <laughs> like, like, what have I got myself into? Like, get me out of here, man! Like, you know, like fucking uh, who's the quarterback coach? Like, yeah, bro. Oh uh, yeah, like, Co- Cody, Cody Burns, probably all that Doug Marone, Doug Marone, hey Doug, you know, <laughs> you got this. <laughs> It's, it's a black. We really don't know how it's gonna play out, but I think people underrate that. Like, we don't know how that's gonna work out, man. You just assume that people gonna come in and just be cooking. You can't assume that, man. Like, don't assume that shit. And he like, and so like, he, and it's a good problem to have, right? But he has the unique thing of trying to work in so many different pieces, especially at wide receiver in this offense. So he has to he has to integrate like an 80% Michael Thomas, a new player in Jarvis Landry, a rookie Chris Olave that has a shit ton of potential. Like there, you know, like there's just a lot of fucking ingredients that he gotta figure out, bro. Like, <laughs> Which right, is man. it is, it is. And we we'll we'll see how we'll see how it's gonna go. Um, so wide receiver, do we have the, oh, I have to check yours. Um, so I think that's, yeah, that's, that's where we differ. Um, yeah. So wide receivers that I, I had, so I had the six making the team, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, Deontay Hardy, Marquez Callaway. And then this was kind of like a wild card put on the roster of making the 53 man and. I think the the most reason I went with this player was because of kind of like the the consistently good noise he made or he was mm-hmm. making in OTAs. Well, I, I put Kurt 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 Merritt had yeah. him making had him making a fifty three. Um, you went Trey Quan, bruh. Um, yeah, Trey Quan could easily make the team, bruh. And I, and I know he has a two year deal. I don't know. Guys. <laughs> I don't. I don't know Trey. I don't, I don't, I don't don't do Trey Carr go go make it. Ah. I, we we both. I, it's interesting that we both feel confident that that Callaway makes the team. Uh, I don't yeah. think his roster spot is in doubt. No. Both, and I think if I think the Saints, the whole thing with Deontay Hardy or mm. Deontay Harris, right? He wants to get paid. Period. He wants to get paid. And. Mm. He wants to get paid a number that the Saints are, not, are just not going to pay him. They don't, they don't pay, they're not going to pay him what he wants. 
Okay, I don't feel like I'm, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not breaking any news with this. I'm not going to throw numbers out there, but they're not going to pay him the number he wants to get paid. But there isn't any impetus that this has to be, quote, unquote, bad this season, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm the Saints, you, you, take, you tell Deontay, say, listen, man, I know you want to get your clock, understand it, but can't pay you this season. Go out, have a great season, put up good, excuse me, put up good numbers. Maybe you just increase your worth for next season, right? For whatever team you might sign with next. You you go get paid, you know. You get paid. Might, we we ain't gonna do it, but you gonna get paid. Because I think the Saints have to look at it from the standpoint of like team building, putting weapons on the field. And if you roll out a wide receiver set that maybe has Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry. So let's say it's Michael Thomas on the outside, Jarvis Landry in the slot position, and then you have Chris Olave and Deontay Hardy on the same side of the field, or let's say they're on the opposite sides of the field from each other, like one's on the left and one's on the right. I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm telling you, I'm telling listeners, as a defensive coordinator, you are – Petrified with how you could get beat over the top, bro. Yeah, because you got Chris Olave when almost a four two. You know Deontay Deontay Hardy has probably low four three, maybe even low. You know, maybe total to a four four two forty speed. Like you sweating, bro. <laughs> you yeah. you sweating as a, as a defensive coordinator. And if I'm if I'm the Saints, at least for one season. I want to stress defenses out as much as I can. Exactly. I'm like, we're going to have fun this season. You might not be here next season, but while you're here, we're going to fucking put the fear of God in the defense. And here's one thing. Like, say what you want about James. One thing you know, he could hit Deontay Hardy in stride, bro. Stride, like, bro. Stride, in stride, like walking into the end zone. So that's just – just that alone is worth something. I don't know what it's worth. But it's worth something. So, you know, as the Saints, you you need to try to keep that together, at least this year. Um, you know, as far as going down the future, I mean, the dude just been injured a lot, man. Like, I love him. I love him. He reinvigorated the special team's return position. Like, completely made it a weapon. Um, he built himself into a good wide receiver. He was, like, money last year. So I love him. I, I want to pay him. I want him to be a part of the Saints. But it's just like, you know, with a lot of these guys, man, it's like, you know, what's that? What's that number? Because he's obviously going to put more value on himself than the team does. And, as he uh, should. As he should. Like, he needs to go and get the most money he could, man. So there's, I have no gripes about it. But, you know, I mean, the Saints got a lot. Like, they are in, they're in the point where they have to figure out who they want to be. You know, and you know, the Perry Landry, even though he's on a short deal deal. Um, you got Michael Thomas. A lot of this depends on Michael Thomas, man. Like, cause I wonder, like, like what if Michael Thomas ain't right? Uh-oh. What if he just what if he just can't get right, bro? He can't make Uh-oh. the cuts. It's like, do you go back to uh Hardy and be like, hey, look, let's work something out. Make sure you cause we just need wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? I just it's just it gets tricky, man, because you got McCoy, you got CD. Yeah. What you gonna do with Marcus? Turkey. Buddy. 
just, it gets tricky. It does. It just gets tricky. Um, so I, so I, I guess we, per our list, a good training camp battle that we're going to pay attention to is Trey Conn versus Kurt, Kurt Merritt, bro. <laughs> be, be down into that one. Uh, tight end, we both had all four same tight ends. Taysom Hill, Adam Troutman, Juwan Johnson. I'm going to I'm gonna have to block Juwan Johnson's Instagram account, bro. I just can't, I can't take his, his content he does with his wife, fiance, girlfriend. It's, can't do it. Um, a surprise that we both went with that tight end is Nick Vanette did not make our 53-man roster. We both yeah. went with Lucas Kroll, undrafted free agent. There was some buzz building for him in, in rookie minicamp, and it continued over in the OTAs, bruh. And, like, when you just – and this is what teams do in, in terms of roster building and their 53, yeah. right? You just they just stack players. You got Nick Vanette. Right. You got you know he got drafted. We know what he is. But we got this Lucas Paul kid. Like he hasn't been playing football this long, and he looks this good, and he's this big. Right. And he, it, I mean, if, if Crawl is just even with Vanette, it's like it's this. It's easy. It's an easy, easy, now, easy decision. And if he's like head and shoulders above him, like come on, bye, Nick Vanette. <laughs> um, I do wonder because. Juwan Johnson started off last season very hot. Had very good rapport with Jameis. Mm-hmm. And then it just, like, just faded, bro. Like, that shit just dissipated. Yeah. Um, and then Nick Vanette had some okay moments. Like, the tight end yeah. position in general um, left a lot to be desired. I, I don't know if they would, you know, call up an Eric Ebron that Cam Jordan was trying to shoot on Twitter. I don't know if they would <laughs> – I don't know if they would fucking bite the bullet and be like, oh, hey, hey, Jared, Jared Cook. Uh, he doesn't seem like it. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I think they, to use the Sean Payton, I think they do like the guys in the room. I also think that with Adam Troutman, they're they're dealing with some somewhat of a sunken fallacy cost Yeah. Um, in that they feel like they invested a lot to draft him and they're just banking on like, okay, like he had a down season in his, in his second year, but year three, he's going to be great. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> until I see it, bro, like there, he made some plays last season that just was in it. You're ready. Like oh, had the, the one touchdown that Kenny Stills got last season against the Giants, I believe it was, was negated from a fucking Alan Troutman holding belt. Oh, yeah. Back. Oh, man. I, I remember that now. <laughs> he got to bounce back, bro. He got to bounce back all – I think his roster spot is safe, but he he has to bounce back without yeah, – it, it ain't safe, safe. And, no, you know, I, I, I think Johnson, it's safe, safe. Yeah, no. Jawan Johnson, I think he's penciled in, but it's not permanent, ain't You know what I'm saying? Like Yes. He, he, he has to have a good camp and good preseason. Yes, agreed. Um, let's round out the, the offense. So we tackles, guards, centers, we all had the same. So tackles we have Ryan Ramchek, James Hurst, Trevor Penning, Landon Young, and I guess Landon Young can also kind of be viewed as a guard as well. The guard spot, Andres Pete, Cesar Ruiz, Cal, uh, Calvin Throckmorton, Forrest Lamp, 
um, and then center Eric McCoy. I the reason I so the reason I kept Young, Throckmorton, and Lamp on the team is one offensive lineman always get hurt. Period. Yeah. Andres Pete typically always gets hurt. Just just the way the life works with with Andres Pete. Um, but if 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 Caesar Reese continues to have terrible snaps and just just awful plays, like this is maybe the big difference we'll see in Dennis Allen is that at some point he's just like, man, you gotta go sit down on the bench, bro. <laughs> like Throckmorton, Lamp, Young, Young, I don't care who it is, just just go out and right guard and just please just move when the ball is snapped, right? Um, <laughs> you, and I and I don't want to feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but I, you have to have some Caesar Reese insurance, bro. You have to. Please. <laughs> you have to. And they have shown that they are, they are, I shouldn't say this, but I don't think there's going to be an actual competition in training camp for right guard, bro. Yeah, I don't either, man. I don't, th- I don't think it is. They're, they're going to. It's just like the whole that whole draft class. Adam Trout, Mr. Reese, brother, like, oh, they had they had a bad second season, but round or year three, they're gonna be great. We'll see. What we'll see, man. Um, I so I think with with the the depth, you have to keep them on the roster for 51 insurance. You gotta keep them on the roster for 75 insurance, because Andres P. Always get some type of injury that knocks him out five, six weeks of, of the season, bro. Um, so Throckmorton, Lamp, or Young going gonna start some games this season. It's 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 written. And uh, you know, I guess my only guy that maybe could replace somebody, whether it's Lamp or somebody, is Greenleaf. Um, I don't know his real name, but <laughs> even uh, Greenwich, Greenwich, I Greenwich, yeah. He might slip up in there, man. Okay. I mean, I I remember his, his snaps at tackle were awful. But I don't, I don't know. Terrible. That's why I call him Green Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Just awful. Um, but maybe at maybe at guard, it may be better. Um, so let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. I think all our defensive ends are exactly the same. So we both had yeah. Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, um, Tanio uh, Pascanol, uh, Pascanol, I'll, I'll get the name right someday. And Craw Grandison, no surprises. Big Creek makes a team, no surprises there. Um, tackle, I had David Onyemata, Contavia Street, Shad Tuttle, Malcolm Roach, and then the draft pick, Jordan Jackson. You had the, you had the exact same. So the two positions that can I think we see the most turnover between now and start of the regular season is running back and defensive tackle. Mm. Like David Onyemata, you know, probably needs to play better. I know he was coming off the suspension last year, but he needs to play better. I know they signed Contavious, Contavious Street as an undrafted free agent. Um, shot total Malcolm Roach of all back had like some decent flashes here and there. Um, I don't think, you know, Jordan Jackson, they just drafted him. So he, he like, he would have to like be real bad in training camp for him not to make the team. But 
I didn't I didn't put Jaleel Johnson on this list. Um, undrafted free agent they signed this this offseason as well. Um, mm-hmm. So there there's five defensive tackles, but like I don't know, man. If someone shakes free, that's a a good name. Like if I was the Saints, I'd be calling up I'd be calling up Indomitable right now. Saying, yeah. Saying what's up, or I'd be calling up JPP for defensive tackle, or sorry for for defensive end, and saying what's up. And we didn't talk about this, but after we put out our last episode, like a day after, like Peyton Turner <laughs> puts like a decree out on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> that he was like fully healthy. And I was like, damn, did we did we force this man into making a decree? <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> He say he's cleared, man. He's cleared, ready to go. So that that's that's good news. Like we we need it. Um, it, it is needed for him to be healthy and and to produce. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, at the tackle position. I mean, I, I clearly I think that's one of the bigger holes of the defense. And you know, I think I think they can get by with what they have. Um, it's not going to be a strength at all, but I think they have enough girth there to get by. But I would absolutely look, you know, behind the team to see if there's ways to upgrade, whether that's Sue. Um, you know, it's not much out there, man. It's nothing. It's, it's, it's just, it's just not, it's not great. Um, you just got to hope the guys you got. They're young. That's the good thing. A lot of these guys are young. You know, so you hope they can give you something um, moving forward. Um, and I think some of it, too, is like they're banking on maybe Ryan Nielsen can get something out of like a Contavious Street. Like, right, you know, right, exactly. Make, make him kind of, not saying that he's going to take a, a DeMario Davis, like Jets to Saints-like jump, but like maybe the free agency scout or the scout, the professional scouting department, saw enough traits that they feel like they maybe can get something more out of a player like Contavious Street where he can be a better player for the Saints maybe than he was for the 49ers. Exactly. Um, moving on to to defense, or excuse me, not to defense, to linebacker. I'll have the same there. Demario Davis, Pete Warner, Caden Ellis, um, DeMarco Jackson, the rookie that they drafted this year, and Zach Bond. Zach Bond makes both of our lists. Um, yeah. I had him. I had him highlighted or bolded in my list, and I, I, I've said it. I've said it earlier, man. Like I think they just have this this love affair with that 2020 draft class that they just not going to relinqu- relinquish the season, bro. I don't think it's wow. I, I don't know. It's like, you know, who's making the decisions for Zach Bond? That's what I want to know. It's like, you know, like, okay, he's a decent special teamer. Like, that's what you want to keep yes. on the team? Yep. He is. Like, oh, man. It's like, come on, man. Like, make a decision on what you want to do with this guy, you know? He's never going to be what you thought he was going to be, like a Mike. It's not that. Not a Mike Baker, man. Like, you've got to find a way. Either find a way to accentuate the talent he does have or just move on. 
you know, whether that's trading for a late round pick, conditional late round pick, or just cutting them outright. You know, you just got to move on. I agree. I agree that they. I agree with they. They should, or or if I'm Dennis Allen, and I and I, and I again, I want to, I want to guess. I want to know who's making like the calls in terms of Zach Brown as a player. Like if he obviously linebacker wasn't his spot, but maybe this off season you say you're going to be an edge rusher. Yeah. Every snap you go, you, you rush in the passer. Every snap you rush in the passer. Just like you, you, just like you did at Wisconsin. You can even do it in a two point stance. Just go, go get them and see how, see how that looks in training camp, see how it looks in preseason. And if he's make if he makes pro like if you see something out of him from in that role that justifies him being on the team, because we don't know what we're getting from Peyton Turner. We don't know right. what we're gonna get from Marcus Downey, exactly. you know, with health, like then his spot is justified. But if you just expecting this man to be like Demario Davis or Pete Warner or whatever, and ugh, bro, like that's not that's not it. It's not. Not at all, man. Like it, it, it's it's just such a simple thing to evaluate for me. I don't see why they're not seeing it. Um. Oh, it's it's this this blind and light, bro. Like I don't know when it's gonna be like. Oh shit, maybe we should cut ties with all these fuckers from 2020 that we drafted. Like we just gotta admit, like we 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 fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up. Like, we, we got it wrong. It does. It's it's hard. Um, but I don't, I just don't see it being this year. The strength of the team. So now we get into secondary and I thought I would have like, like a harder time, but like, this was like the easiest part, bro. Cause I was like, yeah. um, Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Adebo, Alante Taylor, uh, CD Deuce, Bradley Roby, PJ Williams. Those are your cornerbacks, six cornerbacks. I think they'll carry six. Um, the only, like I, I said it earlier, the only way I could just see them maybe seeing Bradley Roby as a luxury, and I say luxury not in terms of that they don't need him, but maybe like, hey, we can trade for, trade him for a fourth or fifth round pick, um, and you know, and not have you know they get cap relief or maybe like they're looking at it financially. Like Alante Taylor just has an outworldly training camp and I, I can see him having a really good training camp bro like yeah, I, can just, man, I, I can see it um but we both have the we both have all all six cornerbacks or in in lockstep of who who made the roster um you have safety tyron matthew marcus may uh jt gray i have um the same at the safety position special teamers uh blake Gillick, gilligan Will Lux, Zach Wood, a long snapper. Um, so was the only two differences for us was it was wide receiver and what else was? What was the other one? I don't was that the only only difference? Was that the only one? Was it linebacker? Uh, nope, no. it was a linebacker. No, that was it. It was <laughs> I will say safety is a, feels a little thin, especially, you know. It does. Marcus May expecting to miss some time beginning with a uh, suspension. Uh, but then you got P.J. He can play safety. 
that's probably going to be his main spot. So you can kind of pencil him in as a safety. But it does still feel like a little. Ooh, a little it does. Thin it does. It does. It it does feel very thin. But it, that's kind of like normal, right? Yeah, I I purposely left off Daniel Sorensen because I don't I want to wish that on on them. I just don't want to do it. Just Nevin's kid. Yeah, I want I wanted to add him on. Um, I think he needs to have like a like a good to great training camp. Yeah, to to justify his roster spot. Like he, I think he does have um the potential, and I know. Everyone loves like Smoke Monday from Auburn as an undrafted free mm-hmm. agent, um, just a, a hitter, um, and maybe they can find a role for him. But again, like the Justin Evans and the Smoke Mondays of of the world, like they have to have like outworldly training camps. Yeah. Doing this this exercise, I don't know where you want to say in terms of word is like in the NFL, but like. Especially defensively, bro. Like this roster is low key stacked. <laughs> like, no, nah, that's what I thought. Like looking at this, I was like, man, like good ass roster, bro. Like, like there's some problem areas. <laughs> like the the depth behind AK is problematic with him mm-hmm. likely to miss. It's not perfect. It's not. Well, him likely to miss six to eight games. That's that's a that's a concern. Um, wide receiver. If Michael Thomas is 70 to 80 percent, that's a strength. If he's not, I don't think it's like like just suffocating. Cause I like right. you know, like the, our great um supporter Brian has said Jarvis Landry can do a lot of the things that Michael Thomas not they're not the same player, but he could do similar things where you know it's not as bad as it was last season. Tight end to me that that's a huge question mark. That's just yeah. a, a position that's just lacking um, a lot. Now, if Taysom comes, you know, whenever Taysom comes back, we saw in like 2000, what's 2019? Oh yeah, 2019 or whatever season it was like for someone who didn't like focus a lot at being a tight end or whatever. Man, he was just out there just being an athlete on the field, bro. Like. Mm-hmm. Just what 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 I need to do? Oh, okay, I'll do it. And he just did it. But now that he's strictly going to be a tight end, he's going to be in the tight end room. He's going to be learning how to run routes and things like that. And I mean, I think especially because he's coming off a second Liz Frank injury, like he needs to like understand offensively how to beat defenders. Because maybe like his athleticism, which is outworldly. Just naturally, it's going to take a hit. It just happens, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Like, with, that, with that type of injury. Um, but, like, defensive end, we talked about it. That that position can be the difference between the defense being great to being elite, and it, it hinges on Mark Stavenport. It hinges on Peyton Turner. If if Passengale comes back, man, if he plays like he did at the beginning of the last season, I was like, God damn, these niggas struck gold with this little sneaky free agent sign, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, if he comes back and then you get the same Marcus Davenport that played, this is like the, the edge position could be a huge, huge, like great area for the team, bro. But it could go real bad, real fucking south. Easily. Um, but linebacker, cornerback, secondary, you stacked. 
defensive tackle, we talked about it. Like, it just kind of seems like a whole bunch of guys except for David Onyemata. Um, but you hope someone kind of steps up and makes an impact. Like, the roster is good. This roster is good enough to compete in the NFC, can make noise in the NFC, make the playoffs in the NFC. And honestly, bro, like, I'm not saying this is – I'm not – like, if you just look at it, and a lot a lot of it all just depends on health and Jameis, right, and how he plays. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a huge question mark. But, like, would it, would, could it, would it shock me if, like, if this team, like, ended up in the NFC South or NFC Championship game? Like, I wouldn't be super shocked. Like, I think if yeah. you, like, kind of, like, lay everything out, like, you know, Dennis Allen being the head coach again for, like, the second time. James Wilson being a quarterback, Pete Carmichael being a full-time OC. Like, you're like, oh, damn, like, this, this team ain't the NFC Championship game. But the talent, the talent's evident. But y'all, yeah. the talent, the roster's also banking on, like, players returning back to form. Like, Ryan Ramchick got to exactly. come back, and he got to be Ryan Ramchick. Right. Um, Michael Thomas got to be, would take like 65% being honest, bro. Yeah. Like, you yeah. gotta be 78. Give me 65. Um, but it was a fun, it was a fun thought exercise to do kind of like right in the middle of just deadness. But like man, a couple of weeks, man, football's back. Like training camp yeah, gonna, be, gonna be up and popping. We're gonna have to do, I mean, do be doing more episodes of doing these training camp recaps and all that. Um I'll be honest with the listeners. So right in the heat of training camp, like I'm going to be in Hawaii from the 27th through the 31st. You know, I'm, we will try to get an episode recorded at some point. Um, good. The time while I'm going, but like, like I said, like there's a seven hour time difference in Hawaii and Alabama. So um, it is what it is, man. Uh, no, you're good, man. Like, Actually, won't kick off till kind of you know beginning of August. Right. Start doing some padded practices and see what's really going on. Who's injured? Who's on PUP? Oof. Stuff like that. Like that's gonna be interesting. Uh, Jameis, you know, he's been posting videos. He's coming out his knee brace. So I think you know, it's everything's turned to right for Jameis. Everything's turned to right. So we'll see. Um, any other? Like thoughts you you had from 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 doing this? No, man. It was just like you said. I just like, it struck me like, damn, still a good roster, bro. Like <clears throat> it's unfortunate they haven't been able to you know go to the big show, but it's it's easily one of the top five or six rosters in the NFL, bro. I really believe that, man. Like, yeah. like I, I I really believe it. They take some knocks at quarterback. They don't have an elite quarterback. But, you know, I think they got the best quarterback they could get. Um, yes. That's not, you know, like a legitimate franchise quarterback. Like yep. that tier behind franchise quarterback, they got probably the best quarterback they can get. I agree. I, I agree. Um, but – Fun exercise. We'll see how everything plays out. What we should do a like a comparison episode when the fifty three man roster is finalized. From like, yeah, that'd be interesting. This, things gonna change, man. Like yes, things will change. It can it can even be something just injury related, bro. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, 
have no clue. You know, we, we don't know what's going to happen in training camp. Um, you know, there's still, it's crazy. Like if you just go through, like there's still like players out there, like Odell Beckham's out there, JP mm. and Dominican Sue. Like there's still players out there. That's, that's wild. But anyway, wrapping up fun thought exercise, give us, give us your thoughts in terms of, you know, what your thoughts are as listeners for, um, you know, maybe a player that you feel that we put on our, our 53 that you disagree with or a player that we left off that you feel was going to make the roster or anything like that, you know, hit us up on Twitter at Saints Tweet, T-W-I-T pod. You can hit us up on Instagram at Saints Twitter pod. If you have not became a, a Patreon, um, Patreon, Patreon uh, member yet, please do so if you have the capability um with training camp wrapping up i expect to see like uh, a bigger uptick in our discord um and again just being a patreon member uh makes you eligible for so many of the raffles and things that we're going to do um upcoming so we're looking forward to it and plus if you want to if you want to see all of us including ryan we just got getting drunk enough um doing the baker mayfield fucking <laughs> sideline side dance uh, and meet us up, meet up with us in, in New Orleans. That you, the only way that happens if you're if you're a Patreon. If you're a Patreon currently, thank you. The only thing that we ask of you is just please just double check your, your payment method um, for maybe when you signed up with Patreon to just make sure that um, like the card or whatever you're using is still active and valid. And isn't expired. Um, but other than that, I do think that we'll get to our goal of having 200 Patreons before the start of the regular season. We're about 70-ish away right now. But as training camp and all that and preseason all starts kicking off, uh, I have a feeling that those numbers are going to go up, hopefully. So with that, we appreciate y'all as always. We'll be back next week. With that, we're out. Peace. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.